0: Hi, I'm Bob O'Haver. Welcome to the Why Meditate podcast. I'm asking questions of teachers, scientists, and religious leaders. Thank you for your support. Let us know what you think by making sure you comment on whymeditatela.com, Facebook, or Twitter. Thanks again. Now on with our discussion. Hello. I am here with Father Cyprian. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much for meeting with me. I really mm-hmm. appreciate it. And
1: we're at... We're at New Commodly Hermitage right? in Big
0: Sur. Okay. And so I'm just going to jump into the question because okay. um, the storms outside are calling me to, to okay. get on the road here okay. <laughs> pretty quick here. Anyway, the first
1: question is, why meditate? Which is a great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I mentioned to you before... These, these four principles that great teacher Muktananda taught, the four principles for meditation. He thought the most basic thing was every time you sit down to meditate, you should ask yourself why why we're meditating. Right. And I suppose every one of the traditions will tell you in a different way. But I would say, from the Christian perspective, there's a great line from Saint Paul's letter to the Romans. Where he says, the love of God is poured into our hearts by the Spirit living in us. Mm-hmm. So, the most mystical understanding of the Christian dispensation is that God dwells within us as the Holy Spirit. God is not just in some heaven light years away. Mm-hmm the very ground of our being and the ground of our consciousness and the source of our life is the divine, who we call God, who we call the Holy Spirit, by the power of the Spirit. So I would say from a Christian perspective, I meditate, I borrow the phrase from 12 Steps, to have conscious contact with that,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: with the ground of my being, with the ground of my consciousness, who is the divine, the love of God poured into my heart, by the Spirit living in me. Great. I can add an hallelujah onto that. Category. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you could. Um, the next question is, what is your definition of mindfulness and what does it look like to live a mindful
1: life? <laughs> okay, I can have a negative answer to that first. I think... From a secular perspective, we're usually so distracted by so many things. Even in my own life as a monk, you know, I'm the prior here, so I'm doing administrative work and pastoral work and teaching work. And my my intercom is blinking with four messages, and the IT guy just went by, and I've got to preach tonight, and I have to do the announcements for Saturday, Mm -hmm. and I could be so caught up in that that I forget that you're sitting right here in front of me right. and the sound of the rain outside Sure. and the fact that our cook is in there cooking up a storm for the feast tomorrow. And I think most people in life, even outside of the monastery, maybe even especially the radio's going and the phone's ringing. Mm-hmm. And maybe <laughs> the one Buddhist monk I know says, if your kids are awake, they're online. <laughs> We're constantly yeah. drawn outside of ourselves. Sure. Yeah. So the first mindfulness is that we're not actually mindful of what's happening here and now. I still think that there's no better book ever written than Ram Dass' old book from the 60s -hmm. that sums it up. Be here, now. (laughs) Here, now. Now, I, I could just say that over and over again. Here, now. Now, here, But also, I think from the spiritual perspective, what's interesting about that is there's a whole other kind of um, enlightened non mindfulness. I think sometimes we can get so caught up in our spiritual practice, escaping to heaven or escaping to nirvana or escaping Mm -hmm. to enlightenment, that we also forget about here and now. Right. So, mindfulness to me means being totally awake. You know, and there's a wonderful Christian um, teacher of meditation named Martin Laird, and he had this great phrase that I use all the time with people, and people really like and relate to it. Usually, we're caught behind the wallpaper of our own narrative. Yeah, we're trapped behind the wallpaper of our own narrative. Right we don't actually see what's going on without our own interpretation of what's going on. And sometimes we don't see what's going on at all. Right. right. Because we're trapped behind the wallpaper of our own narrative, our own story. So mindfulness is also that. It's like Mm -hmm. somehow trying to take those filters down, take the funny glasses off. Yeah. Right. Mindful living, yeah, I guess is that as well. That something somehow Nothing is unimportant. There's a song by this wonderful songwriter, Pete Mayer, mm-hmm. um, called Everything Is Holy Now, that I I've adopted as one of my, one of my theme songs. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a musician as well, so I sing it sometimes as if it were my own song. Right. And that's kind of the definition of monastic life. St. Benedict says in the rule that all the tools of the monastery should be treated as if they were sacred vessels for the altar. That's mindful uh, living. Like right. nothing isn't holy. One time when I first took on this job as prior here, some friends of mine took me out for dinner up in Santa Cruz, and the one guy said to me, So what's going on down there on the mountain? And I said, Well, today I've been dealing with sewer lines in the leech field out in the front of the property. And he said, I thought you were up there doing holy things. And if I had thought about it for a second, I might have had a really subtle answer. But I, mean, I kind of well, blurted out, what's not holy about a leech field and a seas? Right. I mean, if this is what I'm supposed to do in service of my brothers and to protect our life, everything's holy now. Right. Even working on, with sewage, yeah, it's all holy. That's great. That's also mindful living, I think. Right. right. If, it, if, it, if meditation doesn't lead us back to that, it's a waste of time. Right. That's great. Um, the next question is, what
0: is your, or what is the difference, or what do you see the difference between meditation, contemplation, and prayer? Or do you see a difference?
1: Uh, maybe, a bit in semantics, I would make a distinction between meditation and contemplation only in this sense that... Um, From my understanding, anyway, what the Asian traditions call meditation, Mm -hmm. the Western Christian tradition calls contemplation. Mm. And what the Western Christian tradition calls meditation, I think the Asian traditions call contemplation. Okay. You know, for us... Meditating is expansive thought, is discursive thought. And we mainly know it through Saint Ignatius of Loyola. Their meditation style is: you would read a passage of scripture, and you would imagine what Jesus was wearing, and what the roads looked like, what the air smelled like, what the people around were like. So it's expansive. Mm-hmm. And when we do our practice, is called Lexio Divina. The first stage is. Or uh, lexio, reading, and then meditatio, which means actually kind of chewing on that reading, meditating on it until it expands into more images. The third stage is oratio, prayer, which, so that meditation is supposed to lead you to prayer and inform your Mm. prayer. So the reading will teach you how to pray, focus your prayer. Mm. And the final stage of it is contemplatio. Mm. So for us, contemplation comes after meditation. And in, in my understanding, it's the simplification of that meditation, it's bringing it down. Mm-hmm. When I teach that to groups, I say, now take whatever meditation you had on the reading and make the smallest prayer, the shortest prayer possible out of it. There's your oratio, And I'll use that as your mantra.
2: Mm. And
1: let's go beyond the words, let's go back to the silence. Mm-hmm. Let that lead you to the ineffable, let that lead you to the mystery. That's great, and that's like an active side of con mm-hmm. of con- of contemplation. So we would call that contemplative prayer, mm-hmm. if you wanted to be strict about it. Sure, make people play with those words back and forth. Yeah, that the was one reason
0: the question came up because I was hearing I was hearing yeah. meditation, contemplation being used almost synonymously. Yeah, and I think
1: that's why people yeah. go back and forth with it. But I think more or less we would call that contemplative prayer, going to the single pointed, you know, going to simplicity. As you learn from the cloud of unknowing that uses, you know, just like a monologistic practice yeah. or the Jesus prayer that leads you to contemplative prayer. But one little nuance there that I think is really important in the Christian tradition, and you'll see this mostly articulated through the Carmelites, the 16th century Carmelites. Ultimately, contemplation is a gift, not something we attain. Hmm. So the karmates talk about infused contemplation. Mm-hmm. It's something that's given to us. We can set ourselves up. Right. To receive it, but we can't get it. Once yeah, it's and it's just a right. subtle little thing. But, right. you know, I think any of us might study Zen or yoga and... Think that we got the formula down. We just got to climb up that ladder, and you know, mm-hmm. at the top of the ladder, we're going to run smack dab into divinity. Right. You know, and, and turn ourselves into these little gurus and, right. <laughs> and gods. And that, that's insidious. So mm-hmm. like, there's a trap there. <clears throat> and I, I, I don't believe that even Hinduism and Buddhism, which with which I'm the most familiar, and even Taoism to some extent, I don't believe that they are without their own notion of grace as well. Mm-hmm. That there is, There's something to that. Aurobindo, you know, the great Indian philosopher, says, within there is a soul, above there is grace. That's all you mm-hmm. need to know. Mm-hmm. And then there's that great um, <clears throat> song to the guru um, that starts out, the, the image of the guru, um, the root of meditation is the image of the guru The root of mantra is the word of the guru. The word of worship is the feet of the guru. And it ends with the root of salvation is the grace of the guru, guru kripa. So that notion that there's grace in there is really important for us. We're not just, it's not a Mm self-powered climb to God, to divinity somehow. And that actually ties in with what we understand about Jesus Um, St. Paul's letter to the Philippians has this beautiful canticle that it opens up with that we sing every Saturday night. It's called the Kenosis Hymn. And the word kenosis in Greek means emptying, -emptying. self-emptying. And it says, we can have the mind of Christ. We can partake in divinity. Right. And this is what the mind of Christ was like. He did not deem equality with God something to be grasped at. Mm. He emptied himself. Even mm-hmm. Jesus emptied himself and took the slave, form of a slave. And therefore, God raised him on high. Right. That's right. so beautiful. Yeah, that is. In our own tradition, the Camaldolese Benedictines were a very small branch of, of Benedictines with this unique feature of the hermit aspect. Mm-hmm. And our founder, St. Ronald, left us only a paragraph of like, supposedly his own words. And in the middle of that little paragraph, which is called The Brief Rule, is empty yourself completely and sit waiting, content with the grace of God. Mm. To me, that's a summary summary of Christian meditation. That's what a Christian does. Not in that excursive, discursive sense, but in the contemplative sense. Mm -hmm. Empty yourself completely and sit waiting, content with the grace of God, like a chick eats nothing and tastes nothing but what the mother hen brings it right 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 that's that's to me that's what i do when i sit on my zafu mm-hmm. i try anyway that that i can do is i can empty myself myself well and that is that is from my
0: my experience that is what the buddhist teaching is telling you the same thing is to I, empty your mind i agree and come and allow it to come allow it to fill you i agree so Maybe they're talking yeah. about the same thing
1: i think that short-term goal of all the practices we really do agree across Mm -hmm. traditions. That's why we have such wonderful conversations between traditions. We may not agree on the ultimate end of the why, you know, but the nature of the self and nirvana and God and heaven, that doesn't matter because most of us are at base camp anyway. Right.
0: (laughs) So that's very true. (laughs) That's very, very true.
1: Emptying yourself of the small self, emptying Mm -hmm. yourself of the phenomenal self, this is... This is wisdom that we share. Right. Now that, that, I mean, that's the whole
0: purpose for the podcast, you know, Uh, is to find these things. Yeah. I'm just, um, the last question is, how do we promote compassion in ourselves and the world around us?
1: Mm. How do we promote it? Well, first, I think we have to find it right. in ourselves. Uh, I know for the Buddha, it was one of the most attractive things about the life of the Buddha to me, is that wisdom and compassion always go together. Mm-hmm. You know, when he understands. The four noble truths, you know, of, mm-hmm. of suffering and uh, It's because of this clinging to self or clinging to selfish clinging, um, then that immediately becomes compassion, because he sees why others are suffering. Mm-hmm. And he wants to relieve them of their suffering, too. I just love that. And I, mm-hmm. I assume that's the whole basis of the Bodhisattva principle is based in that, in, in that own sentiment in the Buddha's life. Right. And I s- see that as one of the links to the life of Jesus, who is mentioned in the Gospels, saying he had compassion on the crowds because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Mm. And I don't think we can conjure up compassion. We can't force compassion. Mm -hmm. But the root of even that word in English is to feel with. Mm -hmm. Pathaya, com, pathea, to feel with somebody. Mm -hmm. In a sense, I want to say compassion is also a gift. We have to actually find the, the passion in ourselves. We have to find the feeling in ourself. We have to understand that nature of, maybe the nature of suffering, mm-hmm. which is pretty evident in the Christian tradition too. This is why Jesus has compassion on the crowds. He sees their suffering like sheep without a shepherd right. and wants to feed them and wants to heal them and wants to... Give them a sense of the benevolence of the universe and the one who is in charge of the universe. Mm -hmm. That's why I think we can't, we almost can't promote it. What we can promote is actually finding that within ourselves. So, is that something we're realizing? I mean, oh, that's a gray word, realize because it means two things at once it means becoming aware of something and making it real Mm -hmm. and i think those two things are connected things don't become real until we become aware of them and when we become aware of something they suddenly become real to us
0: so when we open ourselves up to compassion and then realize we we are being compassionate or is it something that you're not really realizing you're just doing it
1: i think i I mean the buddha would talk about the interconnectedness of all things Mm -hmm. you know and dependent co-arising but even from the Christian tradition, it didn't take me a whole lot of research to figure out that we are organically, intimately connected Mm -hmm. at a material level and at a psychic level. And certainly our scriptures teach also at a spiritual level. Right. (laughs) So I mean, compassion, yes, for other human beings because they're suffering, but even compassion for the earth, because whatever we're feeding mama, we're taking into our own cells. We can, how can we not feel with mama? Sure. Whatever we're putting into the air, we're putting into our lungs. Mm-hmm. Whatever we're doing to our, our own cells, we're doing to everything. If we could, be, if we could feel that link, first of all, our, our intimate link with all material reality, then we'd, we'd find some compassion right there. Right. With, right. with earth, with plants, with animals. Because we are actually affecting our own bodies. <laughs> of course. Because this is somehow an extension of our body. It's harder to get to it at a psychic level, but I think, especially in the post 911 years here in the States, this idea of there being a kind of a collective consciousness and a collective soul and a collective mood mm-hmm. is pretty obvious to Americans. You know, also in Donald Trump's America, there's really, you can get a sense of a collective collective consciousness, a collective anger, one side or the other. I mean so this us being attached to each other at a psychic level and how a wave can go through a crowd or a wave mm-hmm. can go through a whole state or a whole city. Certainly, in a community like this, you can feel a wave—a psychic, emotional wave—pass through the whole community.
0: Yeah, and hence that's that's kind of where the, the whole question came from. Yeah, um, is just seeing seeing the world around me and realizing that all sides, yeah, all sides need to
1: realize the compassion that they have. If there's a promotion to compassion that that has to happen, I guess I would lean on the side of 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 Overcoming the ignorance of people not realizing mm-hmm. that we are interconnected sure, like a web you know right. there's that little bumper sticker version of um, is it black out that says earth does not belong to us we belong to the earth mm-hmm. the whole version of this beautifully talks about this web of interrelated realities of how we're tied together whatever we do to one strand we're doing to the whole strand including to our own selves right right you know, that, I would say, overcoming the ignorance of not realizing that intricate web of, of, of relatedness, interconnectedness. interconnectedness yeah. That would be the thing. Right, you know? right, right. And you just run smack dab into compassion. And it <laughs> washes through you. <laughs> you right. Know?
0: That's great that's I um, lastly if there's anything else along these lines that um, I've missed or something that uh, mm. that we were talking about I'd be open to hearing that if you've got something final
1: to say just following in on what you've been doing with these podcasts and why meditate I think that it, though it doesn't look to be material materially profitable or even like the corporal works of mercy as we would say in our tradition mm. feeding the poor clothing the naked um, teaching mindfulness, teaching meditation overcoming the ignorance you know, about our interconnectedness this is a great thing to be doing for the world right now yeah, because I think cool. that the yeah. only way we're going to survive and thrive is through an evolution of consciousness right. and the consciousness is not going to evolve until we dig deep and find this deepest core of our being the transpersonal transformation is going to happen only if we reconnect with the ground of our being and the ground of our consciousness and as i tell everybody and any of my students it's just it's
0: one person at a time yeah absolutely i'm not trying to change the masses i'm not trying to change anybody's beliefs yeah. I, I want to reinforce their beliefs through meditation. Yeah, um, whatever they believe, it doesn't. It really uh, because I've found so many similarities in all of these
1: yeah. that they they
0: they can come together.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, and we
0: can be true. one person yeah. you know, or one. You know, out of many one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. I appreciate uh, I appreciate your time. Thank you so Most very much. Good. Yeah. I'm glad I could. And I'm consistent. glad I was able to get the two of you and actually get up here.
1: <laughs> Did you have a good talk with Thomas? Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: Thanks for listening today. And remember to leave a comment. Subscribe to the podcast on either Apple or Android. Search for Why Meditate. Now, take a minute or two to take it in. Close your eyes. And you can sit with what you just heard. The music will continue for about three and a half minutes. Have a beautiful day.